It's time for Fibber, McGee, and Molly. Sundays through Thursdays, NBC brings you Fibber, McGee, and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Lynn Levinson and directed by Max Hutto. If you have trouble making ends meet, and who doesn't these days, you'll be interested in these words. Keep off the grass, watch out for children, no left turn, proceed with caution. Playing policeman, McGee? No, I'm counting up the signs I saw on my way downtown today. Between here and the Third National Bank, there must be 30 different signs telling you what to do and when to do it. Well, my favorite one is on the bus. In case of an emergency, break the glass and pull the handle. Wouldn't life be great <laughs> stuff, Molly, if every time we had a problem hanging around, a little sign popped up telling us how to handle it? Well, I can think of some problems that a little planning ahead would take care of almost that easily, like the one a mother faces if Dad dies unexpectedly while the youngsters are still growing up. That's when a Prudential Family Income Plan steps right in and gives her the help she needs when she needs it most. It's a good plan, all right. And it doesn't cost too much either because it provides that extra protection only during the years the children are growing up. This family income plan of Prudential's provides the money you'd need for food, clothing, shelter, and school. The man that has the complete story on this family income plan is your Prudential agent. Why don't you ask him to drop around and tell it to you? Before Mrs. McGee left for a club meeting this afternoon, she exacted a promise from Mr. McGee not to mess up the house. We find him now out in the garage under his car with a grease gun. Uh, let me see. Squirt of grease in here. A little shot into this lube connection here. Hmm, don't seem to go in there. Oh, that's the radiator drain. <laughs> well, I guess that does it. Well, hello there, Mr. McGee's feet. Uh, is Mr. McGee under there with you? Uh, uh, uh. Is that you, Les? Take this grease gun, will you? While I crawl out from under here. Well, sure. Uh, hand it here, Mr. McGee. Careful, it's loaded. Never point a loaded gun. Well, uh, that's quite a job. But I saved myself a buck and a half. Less the cost of the grease, of course. And... Uh, uh. What you laughing at? Just look in the rearview mirror there. Why, your face is so full of grease, you could swim the English Channel. Huh? Let me see. Wow, who dat? Boy, I better go in and clean up. Come on in the house and chew the fat while I cut the grease, lad. Ah, uh, got some soap Where's the towel? Where's the towel? Oh, uh, no. Here. No, Mr. McGee, not in my shirt. Uh, the towels are to your left. Where? Where? Oh, this is the towel rack, huh? Oh, boy, it feels good to get the soap out of my eyes. See, you better not use... Uh-oh. Too late. Uh, what's too late? Look at that towel, Mr. McGee. Grease. Covered with dirty grease. Where'd that come from? Oh, no. What's the trouble? Look, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. What do them letters spell out? Horrors? Oh. Oh, I bet you've used Mrs. McGee's towel. Brand new. Never been used. Oh, golly. wonder if I could remove the grease with a spot remover. Gee, that spot's so big, it'd be lots easier to just keep the spot and remove the towel. Please, Lester, no humorous comments. I promised Molly I wouldn't mess up the house, and this is a mess. Was that the only one of those towels? I only wish it was. It's part of a set. There's five other herses and six hisens. Twelve embroidered towels all ruined when I rub my greasy pan into this one. Why don't you get one of the other hers towels and put it here, and then sneak this one down to the cleaners tomorrow and see if maybe they can't fix it up? 
Just what I was about to say myself. They're right out here in the linen closet. Been meaning to fix this closet door from sticking ever since I painted it last year. Well, what do you know? There's my chisel and my plane. Would you always store your carpenter tools in the linen closet? No, I started to fix this door months ago and the phone rang and... Well, I'll just get it done right now and over with. Hold the door steady, will you? Well, I usually use sandpaper and then I rub some paraffin on it. Yeah, well, this is quicker with the plane. Just plain, plain to plane off the part that sticks, that's all. Ah, now, that works fine. See there? You wouldn't think it took me over seven months to do that job, would you, Les? Well, I, uh... Well, if I was a stranger, I wouldn't. But knowing you like I do, I expect... Uh, oh, my gosh. Look, shavings all over the floor. Well, I don't expect Mrs. McGee will like that. Now, I know my wife... Relax, boy. Vacuum cleaner's right here in the closet. Plug it in right over there, will you? Where's the plug? Oh, I, I see it. No trick at all with a vacuum, Les. I'll snap it on and pick up them shavings like a blue serge suit picking up lint. Watch this. Something wrong here. I'll have to... Hmm. Looks like this bag is so full of dust, the motor can't turn it. It's sure bulging, all right. Well, I know what I'll do. I'll unhook the bag. Take it downstairs and... <coughs> Dead rat. Dust all over everything. You wouldn't think that bag would hold that much dirt, would you? Ah, oh, for the... If this ain't a mess... That'll take an hour to... Uh-oh. You think that's Mrs. McGee? My gosh, grease on her towel, shaving scattered around, dirt all over the floor, dust on all the linen. Oh, hey, hey, Molly wouldn't ring the doorbell. Wait till I look out the window. Hey, you down there, I'm up here. Oh, howdy. I'm from the light and power crew. We cut your power line a little while back, but the juice is on again now. No wonder the vacuum cleaner wouldn't work. And I emptied that bag, messed up the whole place, all for... Mr. McGee, don't <coughs> kick that bag around like that. <coughs> You're only making matters worse. <coughs> There's more fun with the McGee shortly. This is a final notice to anyone intending to mail a Christmas package to Armed Forces personnel overseas. The deadline for mailing in order to assure delivery by Christmas is tomorrow, November 15th. And if you do intend to mail a package overseas, it would be a good idea to visit your local post office first for complete instructions about packing and mailing. For instance, packages must not weigh more than 70 pounds each, nor be more than 100 inches in length and girth combined. Those sent by air parcel post are limited to two pounds in weight and 30 inches in length and girth. Perishable food items, matches, and lighter fluids cannot be sent through the mails. Your local post office will give you proper instructions about packaging and provide you with a list of articles which cannot be mailed. But remember, tomorrow is the deadline for mailing if Christmas delivery is to be assured. Get your package off tomorrow, sure, so your serviceman or woman overseas won't be disappointed. out of the bedroom and the hall booth with that vacuum, Les. I promised Molly I wouldn't mess up the house. If she finds a speck of dust, she'll know something happened. When she do home, did she say? At about 4.30 or 5. Not even 4 yet. Well, that, 
That takes care of the bedroom, all right. Good. Uh, good. I got all the bottles dusted off on her dressing table here. Good thing we got plenty of time. Boy, I never saw so much dust in my life, Mr. McGee. <laughs> By golly, when I said hello to your feet sticking out from under the car an hour ago, I had never dreamed of oh, that. Oh, Mr. McGee, are you home? That's Wally Wimple. I'm upstairs, Wimp. Come on up. All we got to do now is vacuum the hall, and then I got to shake the dust off all them linens out there and fold them up and put them back in the linen closet. Hello, but... Mr. McGee. I just... Oh, <laughs> hello, Lester. Hi, Hi Mr. Wally. Wimple. I was just passing by, and I thought I'd drop in. What and... you got there, Wimp, in the paper carton? Something for me? No, uh, just a chocolate malted I picked up for Sweetie Face. Sweetie Face? Yes, my big old wife. I thought it might sweeten her disposition a little, too. Oh, I nearly forgot. I ran into Mrs. McGee a minute ago. Huh? Mrs. McGee? Molly? She's at a club meeting. Oh, uh, not now. It's over. Uh -oh. Because I saw her in front of Toops' house talking to Mrs. Toops, and she said she'd be home in about ten minutes. Oh, my gosh. Uh oh I better get the hall rug vacuum. Uh, you better put those linens back in the closet. Yeah, yeah. Hurry up, Les. We can make it okay uh, if you hurry. The, the vacuum cord's got caught on something, Mr. McGee. Uh, can you see what it's caught on? Because it won't hardly reach out here. To Give it a yank, Les. Give it a yank. Don't fool around. Hurry up. Am I in the way, Mr. McGee? Because I just... Okay. Watch it in there. Wait. It's around my foot. Oops. Oops. The milkshake. Oh, no. Gracious. There goes Sweetie Face's milkshake. All over the bedroom rug. What the heck happened in here? Oh, Sweetie Face will be angry about this. My gosh, Wimp, look what you've done. Chocolate milkshake all over our good rug. Well, I will be jiggered. Sure is a mess, all right. Now, what can I... What are we going to... Oh, I'm so sorry. I just... Hey, I know. Quick, we'll turn the rug around. Put the spot under the bed where it won't show. Oh, that's a stroke of genius. Hey, now, that's real brainy. Yes, sir. Well, come on, quick. <laughs> That's it, Les. Back against the wall. Uh, tuck that rug under the bed leg there, Mr. Wimple. Well, hold it higher, Lester. Uh, that's it. Now, I got the linen all back in the linen closet. I put the vacuum cleaner away. Got a new hers towel on the rack in the bathroom. Put the greasy towel out in the car to take to the cleaners. I believe this does it, Mr. McGee. Oh. Well. Yes. Oh, phew. My goodness. All I did was stop in here to tell a joke and... Phew. Ah, oh, that's swell, fellas. Fine. Everything's perfect. Not a speck of dust on anything. The milkshake on the rug don't show under the bed there, and... Uh-oh. She's crossing the street, Mr. McGee. Here she comes. Well, come on downstairs, quick. Out the back door, you guys. Come on, hurry. I've got my milkshake carton. Maybe Mr. Kramer will give me a refill. Go on, I'll beat it out the back door. Go on. Well, thanks, Les. Come on, Mr. Wimple. I hope I can get another milkshake, because Sweetie Face will be very angry. I'll grab the paper and sit down here, and boy, oh boy, I just made it. Phew. Home. Oh, hi, kiddo. Home already? Yeah, the meeting was over early. Well, what'd you do while I was gone? Well, sir, I I didn't do a thing. I, I just loafed. Just sat here and took care of the house. Yes, sir, I just spent my whole afternoon seeing that the house didn't get mussed up. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> ah, you're a fine lad and mother's proud of you. And everything is just like you left it. Spick and span. No dust, no muss. Nothing out of place. Everything is perfect. I think I'll go lie down a while. I'm pooped. We'll say goodnight to Fibber and Molly in a moment. There's something special in the way of afternoon listening for you tomorrow. An unusual daytime program called It Pays to be Married. 
Each weekday on It Pays to Be Married, you'll meet people from all over the world as they tell their warm and human stories of love and marriage. Jay Stewart is the friendly master of ceremonies on It Pays to Be Married, and he introduces you to people you'll enjoy meeting Monday through Friday. People who visit the NBC studios in Hollywood to tell their stories and win some grand prizes. Everybody has a love story, you know, and whether Jay's guests are a pair of young newlyweds or a couple celebrating their golden anniversary, their story is bound to be a fascinating one, as is any story of two people in love. So, make a date tomorrow afternoon with Jay Stewart and the married couples he'll introduce you to on It Pays to Be Married. It's more proof that your best bet in weekday listening entertainment is right here on NBC Radio. Well, McGee, I'm just real pleased that you didn't muss anything up around here today. Oh, brother, I just made it. Oh, you know me, Molly, always neat. Well, now, when you told me you were going to grease that car, <laughs> I'll admit I held my breath. Say, before I forget, would you drive me downtown tomorrow morning? Oh, sure. Anytime. I bought some his and hers towels at the Bonton last week. Mm. Six of each. I did. You probably didn't even notice it. Mm. But there's one of them hanging in the bathroom now, and I just don't like them at all. Oh. The color's all wrong. I'm going to exchange them and... Uh, did you say something? No. 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 Good night. Good night, all. Fibber McGee and Molly is an NBC Radio Network production transcribed with Bill Thompson as Mr. Wimple and Robert Easton as Les. This is John Wald telling you that Mr. McGee swings a big deal in the stock market tomorrow night. Be sure to hear it on Fibber McGee and Molly. Join the great Gildersleeve and all his friends tonight on the NBC Radio Network.